Too many men forsake their dreams because they aren't willing to risk or fear they aren't up for the challenge or are never told that those desires deep in their heart are good. But the soul of a man isn't made for controlling things. He's made for adventure. Something in us remembers, however faintly, that when God set man on the earth, he gave us an incredible mission, a charter to explore, to build, to conquer, and to care for all creation. This show is about that ancient song that wells up within each man when he ventures into the unknown. It sings out like a clarion call to the wild places of the earth. This is the anthem of the adventurer. to the wild places in their lives. I'm your host, Dan Zayner. Do you tend to think, my kids are so young, there's no way we can travel with them. We'll go insane. <laughs> Today on the show, we'll hear about how one man takes his young family with him around the world and shares his adventures on a blog, a podcast, YouTube, and social media. Joining us all the way from a hostel in Costa Rica is Ricky Shetty of DaddyBlogger.com. Apologies for the audio quality. The, the hostel Wi-Fi was a little bit spotty, but that's one of the challenges of being on the road in other countries sometimes. It's still an awesome interview that you won't want to miss. Enjoy the episode. So, hello there, everyone. Uh, thank you, Dan, for having me on your show. It's definitely a joy and an honor. I more. Uh, I'm all about travel. We've been actually traveling for uh, 15 months right now. I'm actually joining you live on location Rica, which is an amazing country in the heart of Central America. Uh, so much uh, amazing natural beauty, incredible wildlife, friendly people. They're loving it. Uh, we've been traveling for 15 months now. Our hometown is Vancouver, BC, Canada. And uh, we left uh, awesome. on December 6th. We decided to follow dreams and travel the world. And I'm traveling with my wife and our three young kids. Our, our daughter is five years old. Little guy is two years old. So three kids uh, who are five and under. And uh, our kids have already been to um, 28 countries. And Costa Rica, wow. I've been to 80 countries on six continents. And uh, my goal is to be the first family to visit every country in the world. So I have a big Harry day he is a digital nomad, uh, so I do private coaching, I do mastermind groups, I do online courses, I actually have a podcast as well, the travel blogger, so I get sponsored travel in terms of hotels and sightseeing and food and transport, and then um, I also do virtual summits, I do a YouTube, a whole multiple streams online income approach, and what I'm known for, uh, Dan, is um, daddyblogger.com, which is my primary website, and uh, I really uh, write uh, primarily about fatherhood and family travel. So that, in a nutshell, is my quick little. That is so awesome. <laughs> I gotta say, I haven't known you very long, but I already really like everything you're about. <laughs> We've got two kids under five ourselves. Uh, thank you. And and one on the way, and are looking to do you know some more traveling ourselves, like going to Asia to visit my wife's family in the Philippines and. That's just really inspiring to know that that's not a crazy idea. <laughs> it is definitely possible. 
at Wi-Fi. I'm actually at a hostel. Um, we're at a hostel here, and I think the bandwidth might not be strong enough for video and audio streaming. So if there's any hiccups or uh, because the digital nomad means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to deal with the audio hiccups every now and then, but uh, that's uh, you know part of the part of the adventure, right? Is uh, embracing the unexpected a little bit. <laughs> the first thing uh, I wanted to ask you is, is Kevin, what what an adventure means to you? It, it sounds like you've got you know the uh, adventure of travel and and of fatherhood, but. If you had to define adventure for you as a man, what would what would that look like? Yeah, I mean, uh, word adventure is very subjective. Uh, when you think of adventure, you might think of bungee jumping or skydiving or uh, paragliding, uh, a new food item, going to a new restaurant, uh, checking out a different suburb, or going to a different state or province, or it can be your life. I feel adventure is not an active word in that sense of the word, but it's a very subjective uh, based on each. Trying out new things. Uh, so trying out new things could be trying out new food, uh, trying out new country. So yeah, we see big adventurers uh, considering we're traveling the world with three kids who are five and under. And so just to inspire other dads, other families uh, to get out there. Person can do it. So, yeah, I, I really like how you're uh, you embrace kind of like that that attitude of like you know what anybody can do this. You you've got to like set that barrier to entry really low. How how did you get started in all this? Back when you're back in Vancouver. Um, and first got, uh, you know, this idea of adventure. What, what did that journey kind of look like? Yeah, that's a great question, Dan. Um, well, back in the East, a long... So back in my early 20s, I actually traveled a lot um, as a solo backpacker, um, staying in, um, I was staying in youth hostel, Trees. I did that in my 20s and into my early 30s. And then uh, in my early 30s, I ran out of money. That <laughs> <laughs> way I'm from. I, I, living, living with my parents, as the story goes, right? You run out of money, you got to go back to... <laughs> back to my 30s, kind of like, okay, I'm living with my parents and I'm broke. <laughs> I think... started a journey in my 30s. I started businesses. I actually failed. I started doing the marketing meeting. Um, we got married. And then uh, we popped out the kids really quickly, Dan. Hmm. That's an adventure in and of itself. <laughs> we had our first kid. Uh, so um, uh, then we had our next kid and then a third kid. So in a really short time, and um, by the time of, yeah, that's adventure too, exactly. Um, having kids is definitely an adventure. And um, having a great adventure or a more difficult one. Um, so what <laughs> happened is by the time of a third kid, I was actually starting to get itchy feet, itchy feet. 
Mm. And I wanted to see the world. And uh, um, I was telling my wife, you know, I was like, hey, being the suburb, depressed. And she's like, yeah, Ricky, you're usually a social, outgoing, butterfly person. But lately, you domestication, domestication. I call myself a domesticated dad or a suburban dad. Mm. It's important life. I was like, uh, how would you feel about traveling once we have a third kid? Because um, there's this beautiful thing in uh, the U.S. And I know most of your listeners are probably from the U.S. too. But in Canada, uh, your neighbor of north, we have an amazing thing called uh, healthcare, And of course, we have an amazing thing called <laughs> So my wife, um, uh, she had one year of time off when we had a third kid. Plus, she was getting a salary. About mm. uh, two thousand every month in salary. So this is the perfect opportunity of uh, uh, free time and free money, so to speak, free money coming in. So yeah. getting time and money um, and not having to work is, is a luxury. So we made a decision like, okay, we might never have the chance to travel for a year plus uh, in the future. So why don't we try it now? See how it goes. And if at, if at any point we don't like it, or if the kids get sick, or if there's any problems, we're going to actually uh, head back to our uh, hometown. So. We decided to try it out and um you know the first few months were difficult honestly dan uh we left and we were uh, um you know uh trying to figure it out i think uh when you like when you're new parents you're trying to figure out so it's more challenging when you have your first kid you get more confident when you have your second kid more confident third kid more confident same thing with travel it's like a muscle you work your confident you get right in terms of the um you know finding a place to stay and the public transport and the local food and um, the checking and checking out of hotels and uh, learning the language, the cultural differences, all those things that make travel travel, you start to learn them and adapt to them and be flexible to them. So um, here we are, um, you know, like um, a year into the journey and we're loving it. Uh, but there's obviously difficulties as well and we can get into those Dan as well, but uh, a lot of challenges like even now, as I'm speaking, I know the Wi-Fi is not perfect and there's nothing I can do about it because, uh, uh, you know, I'm checked into this hostel. Uh, I, uh, I have the interview books. I'm like, okay, what can I do? You know, so this is, and uh, this is even harder when I'm doing my coaching calls and my clients are paying me. Right. Um, so this is uh, one of the hardest parts of traveling is you don't have the consistent, reliable, strong Wi-Fi that you would have in Canada, U S or Europe or wherever. Right. So Wi-Fi has definitely been a challenge. Um, and you know, obviously with the kids, they're throwing the temp temper tantrums and, fighting on the road, that's tough. And, uh, uh, you know, mm. checking and checking out, packing and packing, that's tough. The language, or we're traveling in Central America, learning Spanish is tough. As well, which I really want to emphasize, because you look on social media, you see all the good stuff. You see people at the beaches, <laughs> drinking the mojitos, but uh, you don't see the underlying problems, the struggles, the frustrations. Um, so I like to um, outline or highlight those, that part of travel too, the reality of travel. That's such an important point. And I was actually talking to my mom earlier on, <laughs> before we started recording about uh, our road trips as a kid going from uh, Minnesota down to Illinois, like that 12 hour trip and how hard that is as a parent. I mean, us as kids, so we thought it was awesome. But uh, how hard it is, especially with young kids, uh, just even within the US, <laughs> getting them in the car and keeping them from killing each other along the way. Um, it, I'm really glad that you highlight that aspect of travel and not just the uh, the Instagram worthy photos. 
yeah, I think it's important to tell that story. And uh, ironically enough, when I tell that story, the better. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll share with you an example. I, I shared this picture on my Facebook of a beautiful sunset. It got, you know, maybe like uh, 40, 50 likes. And then I shared us going from Nicaragua to Costa Rica. Um, and uh, we were, I was standing up and uh, it was about two hours and there was like I, uh, at least 20 people on this bus that it's a chicken bus and that one got like over 100 likes uh, uh, because it's real and I was just saying you know uh, I'm here on a crowded bus and I'm sweating like crazy it smells uh, super stinky because there's so many people here and uh, this is the reality of travel you're never gonna you're never gonna have the perfect vacation things are gonna go wrong you know people are gonna make uh, mistakes in the reservation you're gonna miss your buses or your flights even um, you're gonna get frustrated by the local people mm. the local culture the way of thing um, people doing things so there's a lot of things you don't see like maybe um, you know like a fight with my uh, spouse or we'll have a, a massive uh, uh, toddler tantrum and then all of a sudden my toddlers will be happy and then uh, I won't show the toddler tantrum on social media but that's so much a part of life uh, and you know even if you're just living in a suburb you usually don't share that publicly either right you don't share you're struggling with finances or you're uh, going through a struggle in your marriage or you don't share that your kids are uh, uh, you're struggling uh, to uh, you know discipline them right but I think this is mm -hmm. the important thing because as parents we're gonna struggle with our marriages we're gonna struggle uh, as parents we're gonna struggle with business and with finances so why don't we be real about that because then people can relate to your vulnerability and they'll be like oh man that person is so much like me if he can if he can uh, travel in spite of all his difficulties so can I so I think it's very important to tell that real story, uh, Dan. Uh, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share some of my real stories here today. Absolutely, that's that's what I'm all about on this uh, endeavor as well. Is like, you know, just being real and vulnerable about everything that you know we kind of have to deal with every day, and and, and the mindset that you got to adopt to get to get through that, and to still do what you want to do with life. How do you? address those uh those issues when they come up when you're overwhelmed or maybe kind of losing sight of that goal of uh, you brought it up already the mindset is key the attitude hey i hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the anthem of the adventure today we're brought to you by the awesome patrons over on patreon patreon is a platform where you can support the show on a monthly basis to help with production costs and also improve the show with higher quality audio swag for supporters and much more as we reach our monthly goals, head on over to patreon.com slash anthem of the adventurer to pledge your support. And thank you for making this happen. Now back to the show. How do you address those, uh, those issues when they come up when you're overwhelmed or maybe kind of losing sight of that goal of, uh, you brought it up already. The mindset is key. The attitude mindset. It's not what happens, but how you deal with it, right? How do you react to what happens? Uh, for example, when I was on the crowded bus, most people would be whining, complaining, oh man, it's so hot here, it stings. Um, you know what I kept thinking? I'm so grateful to be and have this opportunity to travel. Most of the people on the bus, they've never even left Nicaragua. So I gotta be super grateful that having that attitude of gratitude, just the fact that I can actually travel, I have, I, I have the money, I have the, uh, the privilege of coming from Canada or the US or Europe or the Western world. Um, you know, like I was staying in a homestay family. Uh, we were staying in a homestay family in Nicaragua. And um, even though they live one hour from the border, they've never 
ever left Nicaragua. And um, oh. it's quite sad that uh, this dad, he has uh, two kids. He's very similar to me, you know, in terms of age, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, lifestyle. But because of the economic uh, situation or uh, whatever reason, he has never left the country. And here I am. I've traveled to more of his country than he has. I've been to all these places in the world. So I think really being grateful uh, for every single moment helps you deal with the, the challenges. And of course, in the moment, it's very hard to be grateful in the moment when someone's pissing you off or reservations messed up or um, it's, very, it's very, very hard to actually uh, be grateful at that moment. But I think if you, this is again, we talked about the muscle earlier, Dan, the travel muscle, there's also the gratitude muscle. Oh, so more yeah. way grateful, like, you know, counting the blessings and uh, thanking, uh, thanking, uh, being grateful that I have a wife who's supportive, being grateful that I can even bear children, that I have these three wonderful kids. And even when they drive me crazy, amazing they drive me crazy sometimes no actually a lot they drive me crazy a lot but i still uh, i'm so grateful that i when you're kind of in that point of like you know why are you acting this way to your son or your daughter when you realize like you know some people can't even bear children or some people have lost their children to death or just to cancer or to sickness right to be grateful in that moment when you're angry is this changes your anger into gratitude. So those would be my tips, changing that attitude. And mm, I love that. That's, that's been a really powerful thing in, in my life too, over the past few months of just being really grateful for the simple things in life. You just took it to an even deeper level um, with just being grateful that we even have kids. Like that's so powerful. Or when you get into your house and you know, there's, dishes in the sink and clothes on the floor. It's like, well, our family is fed because we've got dishes in the sink and they're clothes because there's clothes all over the place. You know? <laughs> it's that, having, you know, that the, the grateful spirit. It's so powerful. What would you say to um, an, another kind of uh, level of that, uh, that attitude that you've got, some other mindsets that you've adopted to, um, you know, embrace this this life of adventure every day yeah you know in terms of the mindset you definitely need to be flexible and malleable you know if you're very fixed in your ways if you want stuff done your way you know my way or the highway or if you're very rigid and stoic and if you want everything done the american way so to speak well, the American way is the American way. When you leave America, there's going to be the Costa Rican way. There's going to be the South American way uh, outside of America, right? So I think you have to realize that as a, as a Westerner, uh, the Western the, is not the global way. We as uh, you know, Canadians, Americans, Westerners, we feel maybe our way is the best, but this is so far from the truth. Uh, this is something I also like to... Uh, I kind of uh, express that the Western society that we live in, you know, Dan, uh, um, yourself and me, and probably privileged and spoiled, and therefore we and we complain about so many things, but the life of so many people, the life we complain about is the life that they dream about. Mm. Real is 
And um, you know, when you're traveling, you gotta, there's a, obviously the age old saying, when in Rome, I'm Tarindo, Tarindo, um, Costa Rica. And honestly, most here, um, Americans, Europeans, and they don't speak any Spanish and they don't really care about learning Spanish. And they're just here to get drunk and to party. You know, I don't want to be judgmental of what they're doing, but uh, they, I don't think any of them, uh, or most of them, sorry, I don't, most of them haven't really made an effort to do a homestay, to eat at a local, uh, you know, diner, a hole-in-the-wall shack, uh, to really uh, maybe emphasize uh, learning Spanish before you come to Costa Rica. Most of them to Costa Rica and, you know, have a party and then come back home. But have they really seen Costa Rica? Have they seen... Uh, phrases in Spanish or they just uh, hanging out at the the expat or the foreign pubs and bars and restaurants where everyone speaks English and you know I'm guilty too uh, those expat establishments because I just need to speak English sometimes uh, but uh, uh, we uh, have definitely made um, efforts to learn Spanish we're learning online we've stayed in homestay families in uh, different parts of the world so we can integrate with the local family uh, as much as possible, we'll support local instead, in, 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 uh, as opposed to one of the big uh, fast food outlets. I don't want to name any of them, but you know which ones they are. So yeah. I definitely want to support local as opposed to, uh, you know, like uh, supporting big, even hotel chains. Like uh, we'll stay in a local hostel or hotel chains around the world. So those would be some of my tips. Um, support mm -hmm. local, be flexible and adaptable, and definitely learn the language as the Koreans do yeah that's that's such an important point of and kind of how I really like to travel when we can is like explore and embrace that that local culture because that's what you're there for right <laughs> otherwise you could just you know watch videos on YouTube of Costa Rica One one thing, other thing I want to ask you is, uh, it sounds like the uh, <clears throat> the Wi-Fi in the hostel may be going out on us. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I asked you before it it goes completely. Is um, this week, what is one small thing that you can challenge uh, me and the audience to to do to embrace adventure in our lives? You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that question two ways. So obviously the first way to embrace adventure is just to try something new. Six months or one year travel. Uh, what I would say there is definitely set a dream day. So as I said before, my, our dream day was, uh, we, we kind of made it public. Oh, sorry. Another thing is make it public. So we made it public on January 1st of that year, 2016, that we were going to travel the world the decision as a family that we we're going to leave Vancouver and travel. And so we made it public on Facebook and everyone was obviously supportive. And we were originally going to leave actually in uh, July of that year. Uh, so we made it public in July, but unfortunately, you know, we, uh, we got delayed a little bit in the logistic planning and, uh, you know, just like uh, figuring out how to, how to plan everything. So delayed a little bit, but uh, that's nothing wrong with that. We actually said that the, the key thing is not that we did not leave on the date that we said originally, but the fact that we left. <laughs> so the key thing here, 
adapt is necessary. So uh, when you when you set a date, there's something powerful about either buying the plane ticket or setting that date or making it public because automatically when you make it public, you're like, oh man, you know, unless I'm a 100% a hypocrite, I got to walk the talk now. I made it public. I'm going to travel the world or I'm going to your trip, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do my major bucket list item. Maybe it's Machu Picchu or the Great Wall of China or Taj Mahal, or maybe it's going to Europe for the first time or visiting Oceania, Australia for the first time, or uh, you know whatever your bucket list is. If you make it public, there's something powerful about it. I'm not one of those law of attraction people uh, that just say, okay, if you dream it or if you think it, it will happen. <laughs> there's obviously a lot of proactivity. There's a lot of uh, practical. Uh, step you need to do is to make it public and then I'll quickly share something with you too I, I know I'm, uh, we're running out of time here Dan so the, what I would share is the four steps to travel the world that's something I teach in my coaching and in my online courses but I'll give you guys a quick glimpse of that so what are the four steps to travel the world once you make a decision and once you make it public uh, call it the four S's Dan the first S is to save second S is to sell third S is to get uh, sponsors and fourth S is to get uh, a salary on the road so how does that look like? Well, to save means uh, whatever you're making, either as uh, working a nine-to-five job, as an entrepreneur, put aside a certain amount from your monthly budget towards your travel or your adventure fund. It might be as little as 20 bucks a month or $50 a month or $100 a month. But if you equate it to like $100 a month over the course of a year, it's like $1,200 US dollars, if you are in the US or wherever else the equivalency is, $1,200 is probably enough to buy you a plane ticket to most places around the world, right? So, and even if you're like at half of that, 600, right? You, you can fly to a lot of places for $600, right? So we'll save at least 50, drive there. <laughs> you know, $100 a month towards your travel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You could, uh, you could rent a car or drive a car or uh, fly locally to another side of the country or to the neighboring country, right? If you're in the US, you could maybe fly to Nicaragua for the first time, or Guatemala, or El Salvador, or not just Mexico, right? Why didn't you try mm. somewhere in South America? Something that's maybe cheaper than flying across the Atlantic or the Pacific, right? Um, and maybe not the typical uh, parent uh, Disneyland vacation. So, uh, uh, the latte factor is important as well. Cutting back on those dinners out, those lattes, those uh, expensive coffees that only that up over the course of a year, the latte factor. Um, and then, um, you know, obviously you can sell. So in our case, we went, uh, you know, crazy by our furniture, a gadget. So we own very little, Dan, and we're happy with that. We own little, but we're very... I think the less you own, the happier you get. <laughs> That's something I've discovered anyway. So I, I, we as a family, we, yeah, we own very little, and we're very content with minimalism. Tour, we were maximalists, uh, so to speak. We were always looking for the latest iPhone, the latest gadget, you know, buying a new car, seeing if a bigger, less, less, uh, less stuff in our bags, and uh, carry light, uh, pack light, and travel light. Um, so, uh, uh, then I'll cover the last two S's. So, we've talked about saving and selling. Uh, the last two S's include sponsorships. So, Sponsored. We get our hotels sponsored, our hostels. Um, we get our uh, food sponsored sometimes, the restaurants. We'll get sightseeing tours sponsored. Like we went to Machu Picchu, that was sponsored. We went to the Amazon, that was sponsored. We went to the Bolivian Soft Flats, that was sponsored. 
in Nicaragua, we stayed in several places that was sponsored, you know, like, uh, as we're trying in Costa Rica, we're getting some sponsors here in Arenel um, and Haco, right? So getting sponsors obviously cuts down on expenses. Um, uh, the other way to cut down on expenses, by the way, too, is travel hacking. So basically using mm. points and miles um, and using points and miles and redeem them towards uh, airlines or flights. And then you can pretty much fly across the Pacific or the Atlantic for under 100 US. You're basically only paying for your taxes. Hmm hackers wow. online to get more resources about that okay and then i'm going to go into the last s which is salary so it's one thing to travel and savings alone and if you travel and savings alone you're going to run out of, you're going to run out of money and um, you're going to end up broke and then maybe having to live with your in-laws <laughs> like i did when i was in my 20s right so if you, it's going to run out it's going to run out the money so what i advocate for is um making multiple streams of active and, uh, and passive income online. So doing things like what I'm doing is private coaching, uh, doing mastermind groups, doing online courses, doing social media marketing, website grammar. Maybe you have a, a, a traditional job, but they allow you to work remotely. Um, so, and then passive income, you fulfillment by Amazon, eBay, the Shopify, um, there's affiliate marketing. That means you basically have links from your website and whenever people YouTube ad revenue, you'll create YouTube videos and then you get paid uh, uh, per ad. There's online courses, uh, things like Udemy, Udemy and Thinkific and Teachable. A lot of different resources online where you can record courses. Every time people buy the courses, get paid. So that would be my uh, tips. Uh, once again, I'll summarize. The fourth steps to travel the world are first, you got to save. Secondly, you got to sell. Thirdly is you got to get some sponsors. And fourthly, and most importantly, is getting a salary while you're traveling. So there you go. Four steps to travel the world, Dan. That is awesome and super valuable advice uh, among all the other great stuff we talked about today and really, really actionable. I'm, I'm really hoping people take this to heart and can be inspired by you know, regular guys like us can can do it. You just got to have a little bit of discipline and take some action and you can do it. So as we wrap up here today, where can, uh, where can guys find you? Yeah, it's very easy to find me online, Dan. Um, um, I'm all over the internet. If you just go to daddyblogger.com, um, if you go to daddyblogger.com, that will link to my Facebook, my Twitter, LinkedIn, and my YouTube channel. I'm very active on my YouTube channel, post videos about our travels. I have a podcast where I interview digital nomads on my podcast. Um, and um, of course, I do my coaching and uh, consulting if people are interested in that. Uh, definitely reach out. You know, I'm, uh, I'll give any of your listeners a free session. Uh, you know, just to, uh, you know, if they just take the session and they don't, uh, if they don't want to continue with coaching, I'm totally cool with that. I just want to add value and help people because my life has been radically transformed and so has my kid's life through this whole journey. And now I want to inspire others. And if that's, the, if I, even if that's through my podcast or if that's through being a guest on other people's podcasts or if that's through my coaching or um, I'm very happy and able and willing to help out any of your guests. So uh, once again, I'm going to offer any of your guests, even if there's a thousand people, I hope it's not a thousand people, but uh, if the, even if there's a few dozen people come out of the, the show and want to get a free coaching call, I'm going to offer that to your guests today, Dan. So once again, daddyblogger.com. Well, thank you, Ricky, for your, your generosity there. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to have some people take, take advantage of that. Um, I know I will. Um, because I've just loved talking to you. 
about this and I'm happy to share your your message and and your your site with uh, anyone I know I mean the the few folks that uh, are mutual friends of ours just speak so highly of you um, and and your uh, really excellent insights and in, in coaching so I appreciate you so much for for offering that to our listeners and looking forward to keep connecting with you I know we're gonna stay in touch for sure yes I definitely will uh, will stay in touch and uh, you know hopefully we'll cross as they say IRL in real life as well so we'll meet not just virtually but we'll meet physically as well I sure hope so yeah goodness knows where that'll be it'll be a, an adventure for sure and um, I know uh, <clears throat> my uh, immediate family's been down to Costa Rica a couple of times and they'll, they'll say, uh, you know, say hi to Bosque de Paz for them while you're down there and <laughs> say hi to the, uh, the great uh, bird life of Costa Rica. I will care. do that. I'll uh, shout out to the birds. I'll sh uh, shout out to the birds, the monkeys and the sloths, you know, uh, just for you, Dan. <laughs> Appreciate that. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. Take care. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Thanks for tuning in and uh, apologies for the Wi-Fi and, uh, and we're clear. Awesome. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Please leave us a review in iTunes. Those are the lifeblood of a new podcast, and we really appreciate those. If you want to continue the conversation around this episode and engage with your fellow adventurers on our weekly challenge, join our group on Facebook. Now go out and live your adventure.